Welcome to Ambitious Motherhood, the podcast for the mom who is chasing after her dreams in motherhood and business. This is your permission slip to pursue all that you were created to be and live out your calling both in and out of your home. Here's your host, Katie Fleming. Welcome back to the Ambitious Motherhood Podcast. So I'm talking with Aubrey Malik, and we are going into how to push through your fears and get to the other side, which is your next level. It's going to be a good conversation. I think one of the things you're going to love about this is just how in the trenches Aubrey is with this. And she's sharing some tangible advice on how you can push through the resistance you might be feeling to get to your next level. When things get hard, it doesn't mean you're on the wrong path. It doesn't necessarily mean it's not meant for you or it won't work. And sometimes we put these on failures or resistance and we start to rewrite the narrative. So I want you to really look at the stories you're putting on, the things you're experiencing and realize that it's all just data and you can figure out how to get to your next level. And it's probably just a tweak or two away. So let me tell you about Aubrey. She is a wife, mom of boys, and a former teacher who left the classroom to pursue her own freelancing business. She helps mom entrepreneurs take back their time by helping them with social media, blog management, and content creation. She is also the host of the Mom with Purpose podcast, where she inspires other moms to combine their passions with their purpose. She is on a mission to show moms that you can step out of your comfort zone and create a life that you truly love. In her spare time, looking for her next DIY project, kicking her husband's butt in song quiz, or snuggling up on the couch with her boys. So I hope that you enjoy this episode today. Definitely screenshot your show at any time throughout the show and tag myself and Aubrey on Instagram stories. Tell us what you are committing to goal-wise and that you're committing to pushing through and taking your next best step today. Guys, that is the magic. Taking the step that's right in front of you today and seeing how those tiny steps compound over time to create the life and business that you love. All right, let's get to this episode. Aubrey Malik, welcome to the Ambitious Motherhood Podcast. How are you? Thank you so much for having me, Katie. I'm so excited and I am happy to be here. Yeah, well, I would love if you would start it off by sharing with the ambitious moms that are listening who you are, what you do, a little bit of a glimpse into your home life and all that stuff that makes you an ambitious mom. Yeah, absolutely. So I tend to be a little long-winded, so I hope not to to go too long, but um, I am Aubrey Malik. I am a wife and a mom of two boys who are almost three and one. I cannot believe how how time goes by so, so fast, Um, but I am from a very small town in New York, and I've lived here my whole life, met my husband here, went to college here, did all the things, did all the you know, traditional things that I was supposed to do, go to college, get the job. I majored in elementary education. And three weeks after I graduated, I had my first teaching job and I thought, this is it. This is what I was meant to do and got engaged, got married. And then everything came to a screeching halt when I was pregnant with my first son and realized maybe there's something else that I'm supposed to be doing. Because when I could think back to a very early age, I would say my dream job would be to be a mom. And I never could see myself not working. I am very goal-driven and success-driven, but I wanted to be able to provide for my children what my mom could not. And I don't say that in a negative way at all because my parents are absolutely amazing and they worked really, really hard to give us the things that we had. But I'm sure if they could look back on things, they would say that they would do it a little differently. Um, My mom had us first and then went back to college. And so 
they weren't able to have the flexibility to do the school field trips and volunteer and, you know, pop into school or drop us off. And those were all things that I really wanted to provide for my kids because I craved that as a little kid. And I wanted to be able to have that for my child. And I knew that being a teacher didn't, it allowed me some flexibility, but not the flexibility that I wanted. And I really looked into what's something that I can do from home. Obviously we needed to you know, provide financially for our family. My husband and I both worked at the time in a school district. So we were bringing in the big box here. So we needed to, right. to make to make money so that we could uh, provide for our family. And I tried a couple things that, that didn't stick with me and um, really weren't providing the income. And it was when I was pregnant with my second son that I found freelancing and becoming a virtual assistant that really allowed um, me to control my schedule, allowed me to control the kind of income that I wanted to make and gave me that flexibility that I so desperately desired to be able to, to be at home with my kids. So after about uh, two months of freelancing, I was able to resign from my teaching job. Um, and I had my second son and it's really just kind of taken off from there. And now I'm in that pivot mode of what's next for me, what's the next steps going to be for my family and where I'm taking my business, because as a teacher, you're in such a, a mindset of this is what your day should look like. And when you open your eyes to the online space and what um, opportunities there are for you, it really is limitless. So that's kind of where I'm at and how I got here. I love that you said that you wanted control over your schedule, over your income and flexibility. And that is like, for me, what it comes down to. I want to be the one to control where my focus goes, my energy goes, and prioritize appropriately. Like the world does not allow us to. In nine to five type jobs, we're not able to actually prioritize what really matters. You know, we're dictated by a job or somebody else. And so I love that you've kind of stepped into that and you're in like this mode of, okay, I made it happen. Now what? So it's amazing. I love it. And, you know, I think for those listening, you remember those days, maybe you are in them right now, or you were in them where you were Googling how to make money from home and you found all kinds of crap, right? All (laughs) kinds of like just spammy junk or take 5,000 surveys and make $25, like that kind of stuff. And then you start to realize what Aubrey realized, this whole virtual assisting freelance world. And it's like the gateway into this whole online space, which you're now you're now experiencing. I love that. And so I think there's like a couple of like the mom that's just coming into this space. They're thinking OVA or freelance work or MLM, right? Mm-hmm. Was that kind of what you found too? Yeah. And I had tried actually two MLMs and I just, sales really wasn't my strong suit. I mean, I can, I feel like I can sell myself. And I think yeah. that was what drew a lot of people to me. But when it came to selling a product that that really wasn't my own or wasn't, I mean, I liked it, but I just, something I couldn't really get behind wholeheartedly. It was really hard. And I felt like I had to do a lot of work up front in order to see very little success for me. And and that's not to say, I mean, I I know people who are very successful in that realm, um, but it just wasn't something that worked for me and wasn't something that I could really see myself doing long-term. So when it came to being a virtual assistant, it was taking a lot of the skills that I already had as a teacher, helping people, simplifying things, being organized. Those were already skills that I had that I knew it could translate just into a different type of, of job for me. Of arena for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. So 
take me back. Did you have any kind of feeling that there was something more out there for you? What did that feel like in the moment? Was there any kind of frustration as you were seeking out that out? And what advice would you have to somebody that's in the middle of, I know there's something more for me. I get to it. Yeah, I I think very early on, um, I thought that there was something more. And my husband would even tell me that too. He would always say, I can see you doing something more. And in that time, I was still very much into teaching. And logistically, the next step would be to, to go into administration, to become a principal. And right. that to me felt so hard. No, I, I did not feel any toward a pull to that. But at the same time, it was that, and I, I hate saying that money was a big factor, but it was. We were very much in student loan debt. And it was just something that I felt like in the current position that I was in, I'd never be able to fully crawl out of that. And that was very defeating for me. Um, and I'm sure a lot of a lot of people who come out and get out of college, they feel that. I felt like I already started my life with my husband with one foot in the ground, and we were never going to be able to make it out of this doing what we did. Yes, it was very, very admirable work, and I don't ever want to take away from the teaching side of things. I loved what I did as a teacher. It just, like you said, it didn't allow me that flexibility. It allowed me some, and I think that that's what some people might say looking at it well, you were a teacher, you got, you know, you got out super early, you get, you know, you have the same schedule as your kids, you have summers off. But what a lot of people don't realize as a teacher is all the extra time that you put in outside your contracted hours. And you don't ever get paid for that or compensated for that. And that's hard. That's really hard to to know that you're giving your all to your job. You're staying up late planning lessons and grading papers and going to school way earlier than anyone else gets there so that you can get things ready. And when you really sat down and looked at it, you probably thought, I've probably worked half a summer and never got paid for it. And that was really hard for me. So that was one thing that I think drew me to looking for something more is just having the power over what I could make. And, you know, with as a, as a teacher, you only got a certain percentage increase every year. And that, you know, it didn't matter how much, how much work you did. And actually to get more money, you had to do more work. You know, you had to, you had to pick up an extra, yeah, certifications, pick up an extra curricular activity. And again, that would just still take me away from my family. And I think the big thing when I, when I made that, that shift, that, that decision in my mind that I was made for something more was I had this fear inside me of, well, what would happen if I didn't pursue this? What would happen if I didn't lean into this? And that's been a driving force behind any decision that I've made in my life, but particularly with my business is I don't want to get to the end of my life and think, what if I would have just went for it and tried something different and done something completely out of my comfort zone and out of the realm of anything that I had been trained to do? What if I just would have tried it? And I think that that's a a big driving force in me. And it's a fear, but it's like a fear of of missing out, a FOMO, if you will. But um, it was definitely something in me that I said, I just don't want to look back and think I should have tried it because what's the worst that's going to happen? I try it and it doesn't work and I'm still in the same place that I'm at. So for me, it was, I don't want to live with the what if. Yeah. And you can always go get another job, Mm -hmm. you know? So if you have to come back to that, like the scenario happens, you're good, still safe, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And and my husband always said that too. I mean, he was so supportive when I was like, I think I really want to try this. And I think that I want to see what it would be like if I left my job, because again, you know, there's so many hours in the day. And when I was still working full time and then I would come home and this required me very early on getting up really early and staying up late. And I really wanted to give it a go and see what would it be like if I could devote 
more time to this? What could it turn into? And my husband always said, yeah, like, let's give it a year and see what it could do for you. And if in a year it doesn't work, like you've built really great relationships with, you know, different schools, you, you can always go back. Like that's not going away for you. But again, it was in that moment where I, if I don't try it now, I think that I'll just always live in that fear and that what if, and that was just not, that was not a good option and not a place that I really wanted to be in. Yeah. So I am a big believer in messy action. And when a decision is made, taking some kind of little step towards that. You know, for example, if you have this idea for this website, go buy the domain name. That's an $11 thing you can do to kind of step up to the plate and say, I'm here for this. I'm ready to do this. So were there any, once you made that decision to step out of teaching and into your own thing, were there any little movements that you began to make to take action on that? Yeah. So the first thing that I did was I invested in myself and I invested in an online course because coming from the teaching world, I had absolutely no business expertise at all. I did not know how to set up a website. I didn't know how to budget for taxes. I didn't know any of the stuff that goes into owning your own business. You know, so much of that had been done for me. My, you know, my taxes were taken out of my paycheck. So the first thing that I did was I invested in a course. And I think sometimes that's really hard for people because it's taking a step forward and doing something solely for you. But for me, when I really looked at it, I thought, how much money did I spend on college? And that was, you know, the course or the coach or whatever it is that's going to help get you to that next step. That is so small. It's like a fraction of the cost that you probably spent going to college. And that's how you were going to get your job. You know, no place would hire you if, if you wanted to have a certain career. They wouldn't hire you if you didn't have your degree. So for me, in order to to be good at what I wanted to do and to, to make it in this online space, I had to be willing to invest in myself to learn those skills. So that was the first thing that I did. And, and it was hard because that was a high ticket price. And, you know, I was thinking about leaving my teaching job and I'm like, can we do this? Can we make this work? But that was like that first step. And, and it almost put my skin in the game because I'm like, okay, now I've invested money in this. Like I have to make it work. I can't just sit idly and, and watch this by like now I'm really in it. So that was one thing that I think was really helpful for me is to kind of put a little skin in the game and say, you know, I'm taking that next step and, and, uh, I've got to make it work. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, coaching, my perspective is coaching is not just the things you're going to learn today. That's what you're going to recoup today through a coaching contract, but it's, it's the year over year of things that come up now that you're, and you know, this information and you know, this, like if, for example, if you learned how to, how to position your brand, you knew how to attract clients like clockwork and you knew how to sell them and close them in a way that felt good. That's not something that goes away the moment our contract's over. You're mm-hmm. going to reap that benefit for years. It's like the benefit, the huge, the biggest thing for me of what coaching can do is just how even 10 years from now, my words of expertise are going to be in the heads of my past clients. They're going to still be reaping the benefits. So it's so powerful when you align yourself with a coach that's done what you needed to do or you want to do, and they're able to collapse that time for you. Did you feel like your coach helped you collapse the time and money it took for you to get the same results they did? Oh, absolutely. And especially when I felt like I had kind of reach my peak with what I was doing and I was ready to look for those next steps. I, you know, I had only been doing this for so long and I feel very tech savvy and I feel like I love, you know, the university of Google and what it has done for me. But at the same time, it's like, I've never navigated this before. And yes, I could figure it out, but it's going to take me exponentially longer to do so. 
And if I just invest a little bit of money in someone who is maybe three or four steps ahead of me, who has already walked this path, they're going to speed up that timeline for me. And I am an Enneagram three, and I am all about the fastest way to get it done. I need it happened like yesterday. So that was what, what it was for me. It's like, I need someone who's going to show me how to get from point A to point B in half the time that it would take if I did it. So that was like one thing that was huge for me is, you know, time is of the essence. And I don't, I, you know, as moms, you know, like we have very little time. So if someone's going to speed up a process for me, going to give me a hack, going to give me a piece of advice that would have taken me 10 times longer to figure out myself, that to me is, is worth, you know, way more than the, the initial investment. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And, and as moms, like these kids, our days with our kids are so short. You know, well, mm-hmm. what is that saying? The days are long, but the short and time just flies. We're going to be like right here at the end of next year already. It's just so fast. And my point is, is that we don't have time to dilly dally. Like mm-hmm. we need to make this happen not only for ourselves, but our family and for our clients. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's so, so true. And I think it's just we're like recognizing that and recognizing what would have happened. Like if you even, like you said a year from now, or even like five years down the road, what would have happened if you would have just taken that next step? It might've been messy. You might've totally been stepping out into the unknown, but think of what would happen if you look five years down the road and said, all of this, all of the success that I've had is because I made that one step. And because I didn't live in the fear of, I'm not sure what to do. And what if I fail? And what are people going to think of me? You know, just taking that one step forward. I mean, that has been like my biggest thing. It's just like one step at a time, one day at a time, you know, I don't need to have every single answer right now, but as long as I'm doing something every single day, that's going to keep like pushing me forward and keep working towards those goals. I know that I'm going to be successful. The only way that I won't be successful is if I stop when I reach some, a little resistance or a little obstacle, that's when I won't be successful. But if I keep pushing forward, I like, that's my, my favorite thing to do is think about what's it going to look like in a year from now. Because if I look back on a year ago where I was, I could have never pictured that this is where, where I would be right now. So it's just so crazy what can happen when you really just like dream big and, and think that the life that was I guess, creative for you or that life inside the box that people say that you have to do, you have to check all those boxes. It does not have to be that way because we live in a world where you can be anything you want and you can create anything you want. And it's really just limitless. I I just love, I love that this is an avenue that we can take as moms and that we have other options and we don't have to sacrifice our family anymore, that we can put our family first and everything else can kind of fall, you know, in line with that. So good. So good. Yeah. What if you did take your next step today and you kept taking it and kept taking it, even when you feel pushed back? What if you pushed forward and took your next step? Hey, so I wanted to take a second, pop into this interview to share with you that the six-figure action plan is now available. Head on over to katiefleming.co slash action plan to get yours. Okay. Back to the episode. So definitely want to ask those listeners today, you're feeling resistance. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you or your business or what you're doing. It's a part of it. You know, when we up level, there's going to be resistance. Do you, have you felt that Aubrey? Oh, absolutely. And that's, I think the biggest thing is because some people, I think they think that failure is the end of their story. If they reach a roadblock or something, you know, doesn't go their way or they launch something and it doesn't happen that that means, oh, you know, I wasn't cut out for this. I wasn't made for this. I should just go back to my nine to five, but failure is is on the path to success. And what failure is teaching you is it's teaching you how to be resilient and how to get back up and how to get back up faster. 
And I think that the more you fail, the better that you are at getting up and you'll be more resilient. And that's the only thing I think that has kept me moving forward because I'm not going to sugarcoat it and say there hasn't been times where I'm like, was this really the right choice? You know, if there was like, and I've, I've talked about that before, like in business, there's going to be highs and lows. Like you, it will happen. And what you have to remember is that all is all a part of the process. But what it's taught me is that when I fall, when I misstep, when there's like hard times, I just get back up and I keep going. And I wake up every morning and I say, I believe that I can do this. And when I have that mindset and when I put that frame in my mind, there's nothing that can stop me. There's nothing that's going to be big enough. That's going to say, Oh, well, wrong choice. Aubrey, go back to your teaching job. Like I just know that it's part of the process and it builds that resiliency muscle in me to just keep on going. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, I hear this a lot from my clients. Oh, this didn't work. So I'm, I'm doing it wrong or this is not meant for me or whatever, but I, if we can just realize, okay, the launch failed. Maybe you were exhausted during the launch and you just didn't feel good. So what we learn from a failed launch is, okay, it didn't launching that way. Didn't work feeling that way. Like that's what we learn. Not some kind of story about, whoa, is me. This won't work. Like we make stories up all the time. And if we could just look at our business as data, cool. We failed. Here's what we learned, how not to do it next time. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And, every, yeah. and everything is a lesson. You don't have to look at it as a mistake or something that you did wrong. It's a lesson. And how can you learn from that and grow from that? I mean, that was one of the things that was, I think the biggest thing that I took away from my teaching profession is that everything you did was all about reflection and looking at something that you did and saying, okay, what worked really well in this? What resonated really well with my students or in, you know, if you're running a business, what resonated really well with my audience? Okay. Take that. And you're going to move that forward. Okay. What didn't work? What can I change next time? And I think when you look at it from that lens is everything that you do, every step that you take, look at it from a reflection piece of what did I learn that I can take from this, that I can apply going forward. And what did I learn that maybe didn't work so well? And how can I shift that? How can I change it and make it 10 times better the next time that I go to do it. So I think using that as, as kind of your guide and don't look at it as you failed or there's something wrong with you. Look at it as from a reflection piece of how can I improve next time? Yeah, that's so good. So you mentioned you've got little kids. How old are your boys? Uh, almost three and one, both next month. We were crazy and thinking that December was the month to do all the things. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully your anniversary is not in December too. No, it's not. <laughs> That's good. Ours is. Oh, <laughs> so, boy. <laughs> yeah. So it always makes traveling for trips super expensive. It's right, fun. right, right. But, okay, you've got littles. What do your work hours look like today? I have, um, I love the nap time hustle and I know that you are also a big fan of that. Um, that is like my golden time, but I also do have a little bit of help. My oldest son does go to school three times a week for two hours and my youngest is still usually napping during that time. So I'm able to incorporate that. But when I was starting, it didn't look like that. Obviously I'm sure that you have people who are like, I want to, I really want to start this, but I am still working. How do I even do this? And the biggest thing I can say is it's really hard when you're trying to build your own thing, your own side hustle, your own business, and you're still working full-time, but it's not impossible. And that's the thing I think people have, they, it's all in their mind. They, they think that it is impossible. Like, well, there's just no way. And it just is going to take a little bit of grit from you and a little bit of sacrifice from you in order to make it happen. But if it's something that is big on your heart, you can absolutely do it. So very early on, like I said, it was early, early hours. I was getting up two hours before I, and I'd get ready for work and I just do everything I needed to do. I'd have two hours of quiet time. And then as soon as my boys went to bed, 
I would do work then. And I would try to front load it at the beginning of the week. So towards the end of the week and the weekends, I could have that time with my husband at night. So it's definitely something that you can, you can do, but I mean, I don't add any extra hours to the day. Like we all have 24 hours in a day and you just have to figure out where are those pockets of times that you can make it work. So now obviously my schedule looks different, but I've done it both ways and I see how it can work when you're still working full-time and when it can work when you're, you know, home full time, you just have to figure out what does your schedule look for you? And where do you have those pockets of times where you can fit it in even an hour, like an hour of dedicated intentional work. You'd be surprised with what you could really get done. If you sat down for an hour and you were really focused and not scrolling through Instagram and not doing all the other things, if you were just focused, what you could get done in an hour, you'd be super surprised. Yeah. And that's the same for me. Like it's looked, even when my kids were your kid's age, they, one of them went to school, like we had preschool type things, but you know, it's looked different through every season. My husband's job changes all the time. So like it requires that I'm super flexible and like every quarter things are changing. And I think one of the biggest things if you're in this young kids era, because <laughs> it goes fast, mm-hmm. is just focus on yourself and your family. Don't look at, oh, but well, that's how she does it. So that's why she's successful and she's got all this time, blah, blah, blah. No, that's such a lie. Then remove, like remove the things on your task list that you think you need that you most likely don't. And sometimes that takes an outside opinion from a coach or a business bestie or something, but there's a, probably a ton of stuff on your list you think you need to do that's really just pressure on yourself. That's pointless. What do you think about that? Yeah, absolutely. And also delegate. Like when I wanted yeah. to do this with my, you know, when I was still teaching, I looked at my husband and I said, I, I really want to make this happen. And I think that I really could do it but that means I'm going to need your help. I'm going to need your help with some things. I'm going to need your help with doing the dishes. I'm going to need your help with, you know, picking things up after the kids go to bed because I, that's the time I'm going to need to do it. So delegate those things, ask for help. I mean, I know some people don't have, like, we've been very blessed to have family around that. will if I'm a little bit behind on work, they'll grab, you know, our kids and take them for us. And, and so that, that's been really great, but delegate where you can. It doesn't necessarily mean like, I know a lot of people will say, well, outsource your cleaning. And some people that's great. And if you can do that, awesome. But some people can't simple things like go do grocery pickup. I would spend over an hour in the grocery store doing shopping for groceries. When grocery pickup came out, I'm like, boom, there's an hour back in my week that I can devote on either being intentional with my kids or I can devote on my work, you know? So delegate where you can, because like you said, and I struggle with this too, but I think as moms, everyone struggles with this is feeling the need to control everything and have your hand in every single thing and, you know, have your hand in kids' bath times and and what they're going to wear and different things like that. But pass that off to your husband, pass that out to pass that on to someone else, because not only is that relieving stress from you, but it's allowing that that relationship to grow with your husband. Like that was one thing when I looked at it from that angle, like I wanted to do all the things, like I wanted to make sure I was taking, you know, getting the kids ready for bed and bath and getting them dressed. But I wasn't allowing my husband to have that time with them too. And when I gave that to him, those are some of his best moments. Now he loves doing that. He loves taking that on. So when I was able to relinquish that control and delegate it to someone else, it relieved so much stress for me, but it also allowed for that relationship to flourish with him. I love that perspective. That's good. I think when you look at situations from a lens of it's not going to work, there's no way this is going to happen, right? It's hard to see solutions, but if we can step back and be in solution mode, there are so many creative solutions that you could find to find hours, whether that looks like, you know, taking your kids to the gym and you get an hour to work out and then an hour to work and then you pick them up and you go home. There are so many creative ways when the budget's tight and time is tight and kids don't nap and things don't work the way we think they should or do. There's ways to figure it out. And 
I think the biggest thing is our kids' schedules change all the time. Life schedules change all the time. It's not going to be like this forever. Mm-hmm. This ramp up phase of your business is challenging. But now, Aubrey, you're getting to this point where you feel like, okay, like I'm finding a groove. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And here's the thing, like you said, that I love. It's just a season. Like it's not, it won't be this way forever. And you know, there'll come a time when my kids will be in school full time and I will have way much more time, probably more time than I even know what to do with myself, but it's just a season. And it's, it might be a season that's really like hard for some people to work through. But you, when you look at it like that, it's, and think it won't be like this forever. It's, it's going to be hard and it's going to be a lot of extra work and it's going to be maybe a little bit of stressful time. But think of what the end goal is. That's where I always shoot towards. Like in the, in those moments where I'm like, oh my gosh, and I feel like I'm pulling my hair out and nothing's going the way. I'm like, what if I just, if I keep going and I keep pushing, what's that end goal going to look like? And for me, that always outweighs anything else that I'm going through. Like it's the, all those things are so small in comparison to what the end goal will be for me if I just keep moving forward. Hey, ambitious moms. Okay. So if you're listening to this point in the show, I want you to screenshot your show right now, post on your Instagram stories that you are committing to push through the resistance, the little things and take your next step, no matter how little that is or big, some kind of step to move you forward. And this forward progress, I know a year from now, you're going to feel and see that difference in your life and in your business. So tag myself and Aubrey Malik on your Instagram stories. Aubrey, share with them your Instagram handle. It's just my name at Aubrey Malik and it's Aubrey spelled with two E's at the end. Perfect. Okay. So let's talk about books. I love books. I love to know what's on the nightstands of people that are crushing it and out there doing their thing. So tell me, what are you reading right now? As well as what was the best book you read in 2019? Oh gosh. Okay. So this is a tough one because the book that I'm reading right now is a book that I've, I'm reading for a second time because it was that good. So it might just be, it might be my answer for both. Might be both. Yeah. Um, because it really, there were so many things in it and I read it through and now I'm like, okay, I got to go through and highlight, highlight it. But I just had this author on my podcast and she's just, she is amazing. But her book is called Fear is My Homeboy and um, it's by Judy Holler. And it's really great for people who constantly feel like they're living in a, in a state of fear on how to take that next step and how to move forward. And I read it back in May when it, when it first came out. And it was when I was re- like kind of feeling like, should I take a different route? Should I do something different? What does the next step look for me? But feeling all those things of like imposter syndrome and, and who am I to even, if I want to do a coaching or I want to create a course, who am I to even do that? So it was really great in that season. And now it's it's now I'm kind of getting to that point where I'm really ramping up and creating my course and doing all those next step things. And so it was a great book to kind of go back to when I am starting, those feelings are starting to come back in because I think people think as entrepreneurs, like as soon as you get over those like first initial humps that like you're good, you're golden, like you'll never feel those feelings again. And that's so not true. It creeps up. It creeps up all the time. Like when you, when, especially when you're ready to take like that next big leap, you're like, you like, you know, you press the brakes and you're like, wait, was I made for this? Am I, should I be doing this? So it was a really great book to kind of refresh my mind. And like I said, go back through and highlight those things. There's so many tangible things, takeaways. So I would definitely, definitely recommend that book, especially if in your, you're in that place where you want to take that next step, but you feel like fear is kind of controlling your life. And it kind of just teaches you to make fear your friend and embrace it because it's a part of the process. And fear is actually a really good thing and it really can kind of push you forward. So I would definitely recommend that book to your listeners. 
Yeah, that's that's really good. And that's definitely been a theme that we've had today in this episode. You know, as you said, that whole, it never really goes away. It's so true. And I have like this Ursula Little Mermaid <laughs> laugh that comes to my head where I'm like, yeah, it's never going away. You just get better at navigating it yeah. and knowing how to like get through faster. And go yeah. And, and, as, and as you go, just like reading that book, like that was, that's adding a tool to my toolbox and that's making me just understand those feelings that I'm going through and how, like you said, navigating through them. So that, that I'm a huge, especially as a teacher, like that's, you know, still my teacher coming out of me, like read your books, guys, like read a good book. Oh my gosh. Read 10 pages of a book at, every day. It's, it's just going to help you. And it's going to make those seasons that you're going through when it feels really tough. It's going to make those better because you're reading a book from someone who's gone before you and has already navigated this and learned what worked for them. So um, why not? Yeah, for sure. Well, share with all we can connect with you on social. Tell them about your podcast, all the good stuff going on. Yeah. So Instagram is my jam. It's where I love to hang out. It's my favorite social media platform. I'm on, you know, the others, but um, Instagram is definitely where you can connect with me. Send me a DM. Let's, you know, chat about things that you loved about this episode. Um, I love that. So it's, like I said, it's my name, A-U-B-R-E-E and then Malik, M-A-L-I-C-K. Same with my website, aubreymalik.com. And then my podcast is called the Mom with Purpose podcast, and it's on all the platforms. And we will be having Katie come on my show as well. So make sure after you're done listening to this episode, you pop over there and hear Katie's episode. And um, yeah, I would love to have you come listen over there as well. Yeah. And we'll link all that up for you guys in the show notes. So thank you so much, Aubrey, for being on today and sharing this message of pushing through your fear to get to your next level. All the pleasure was all mine, Katie. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope that you enjoyed this conversation with Aubrey and we're feeling all kinds of things come up around pushing through where you are to get to your next level. So hanging out with us in the Ambitious Motherhood six-figure community, come hang out with us. Um, You can find us on Facebook. We'll link it up for you in the show notes, but you can go to ambitiousmotherhood.com forward slash tribe. We'll see you inside.